Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. And I've been teaching, the Bible teaches that we are at war. And when you became a believer in Jesus Christ, you enlisted. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you enlisted in, in that war. But we fight for a different reason. We fight for peace. Well, that seems like an oxymoron, but it's the truth. We fight for peace. You know, it says in Ephesians 6.15, you might want to turn there while I'm reading or while I'm uh, speaking here. Ephesians 6.15 says, and this is part of the armor of God. It says, and have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Oh my, armor? Armor that is to bring peace. And specifically mentions our feet for a reason. Because we're to be moving about. We're to bring, we are to be bringing that gospel of peace. Carrying it with us to bring peace to our fellow man so we can bring them out of the darkness that they're in and into Christ's marvelous light. We're not living in the Old Testament economy where God used Israel to enact his judgment on those who disobeyed him for over 400 years in the land of Canaan. And God gave them ample opportunity to worship the true and living God, and they refused. Now, I have a friend who made mention that uh, you think, he said, you think that Jesus would agree with the war that's in, uh, in the Middle East, in Israel? No, I don't think he agrees with war. Now, don't get me wrong here, and I've mentioned this before. I believe there is a time in order to stop evil, you have to go to war. That's what's called, in secular terms, it's called a just war. You can allow people to come in and slaughter your families, slaughter your children, and not be able to fight back. And Jesus never taught that. And for those who advocate the fact that we're to just be in peace and turn the other cheek, actually misunderstanding what Jesus is talking about in the Sermon on the Mount, we're just to turn the other's cheek and let others come in and rape our children, rape our wives and kill them is not what the scriptures teach. And there's times that we have to stop evil. But we as believers living in a different economy under the new covenant of God, we are never told to go slaughter people, never. And those who did it in the past, underneath that new covenant, had a total misunderstanding of what the Word of God teaches. And we think back, we think of the Crusades. And that's an argument used by, by the unbeliever. Well, that's, it's a mis, total misunderstanding of Scripture. Today we're told that we have 
our feet shod as believers in Christ. Now, this is written for those who are in Christ. That we are to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, to bring it to the world. Why, what's the, why do people war and fight? And if you wait a second, I just had a verse that popped up into my mind. And it's found in James, if you allow me to turn there real quickly. Uh, that I'm looking for in James, it says, James chapter 4, in case you want to follow along. And verse 1, it says, Whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your own lusts, that war in your members or in your soul? You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet we you have not, because you ask not. Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to forgive your sins and set you on the road of peace? The world generally has not done that. The world has refused the voice of Christ and think they have their own answers, they have their own religion to do it, which is not the way of peace. So therefore they follow the lusts of their heart and they have not. So Jesus, this is the origin of wars and fightings. Actually the rejection of the gospel of peace. Look, Satan wants to keep us lost. He wants to keep us in this chaotic state. He is not a being of peace. So we must put on our armor, not only protect ourselves, so that we are a bright, shining light to the lost world. The reason we put on our armor is not really just not for ourselves, but as the Bible continually teaches, it's this gospel of peace because it's a gospel of peace to others. It's of the armor also for others. And if we don't put on that armor, you know what? Others will not see the gospel. Others will not see Jesus Christ because it talks about shoes that must be prepared. That means you're traveling throughout the world and you're bringing this gospel of peace. peace. You're to be a shining light to this lost world. And I must be ready to bring this peace. Therefore, I must heed the command. Put on the whole armor of God. This is what the drug addict, the drunkard, the forsaken, the poor, the rich, the religious, white, black, Hispanic, and all other races need to see, and they need to hear it in you. Do you know you let your light shine before men and they see your good works, which glorifies your Father? That's because you have your armor on. Christ's glorious light is reflecting off of that armor. And they see the peace that is within you. They see the peace that, it was in, that is within your soul. And Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light and, and, and is easy. And peace I bring unto you. So we cannot bring the gospel of peace if we do not have on our armor. 
In fact, if we don't have honor armor, we won't even be at peace with ourselves. The scriptures teach that generally mankind is lost and they do not have peace with God. Actually, whether they realize it or not, they are at war with God. They do not seek His will. They do not ask His will. They do not care about His word. And they can't see rightly about the answer to our world situations. Because He is the Prince of Peace. And He's totally ignored in the world. In fact, the Bible says if you're not a believer in Christ, you're a child of wrath. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians. He said, And you has he made alive or quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were dead in sins and trespasses. Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air. That's Satan, by the way. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our lives in times past. And that includes me. I'm in there. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. See, all we care about is ourselves. How can this thing make me happy? And that's the way we used to live when we were unbelievers. And you were by nature, Larry, Pastor Larry or Brother Larry, you were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And the Bible clearly teaches that one day Jesus is going to return And even before that time, Jesus will take his wrath out on children of disobedience. Yes, there's going to be wars, and there's going to be rumors of wars. And the wrath of God will enact those wars. Well, there's many reasons for that, which we can't get into in, in this podcast. But those wars and rumors of wars is to bring is justice upon the earth. You know, a lot of times people say, well, God, why doesn't God do something? Why doesn't he do something? Well, my friends, he will do something. He will pull it, put an end to all wars, but it's going to take a massive war by the Lord Jesus Christ himself in order to put an end to all wars. Well, it's going to usher in a reign of a thousand years of peace upon the earth. Now, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, those thousand years of peace is not for you. You'll be locked out. Many scriptures that prove my point. We must have this refuge that we are in Christ. We're going to talk about that probably in the next broadcast of being in Christ, which is our place of safety 
and security. My question to you, friend, are you in Christ? Do you know that you're in Christ? Have you made a decision that you would be in Christ? This is so important. If you're not, the scripture says that you're a child of disobedience. I don't care how religious you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much money you have. The scriptures teach if you're not in this place of refuge, <clears throat> which is in Christ, like Noah being in the ark, I could use a simile here. If you are not in Christ, when that day of judgment comes, you'll be under the wrath of God when God will finally put all sin down. When God says, I will do something now. Things that mankind has cried for. And this is his justice. This is holiness. God cannot be a, a loving God unless he enacts justice on those who are disobedient. So, flee. Flee to the refuge that Jesus Christ offers today before it's too late. You know, the whole purpose, the whole purpose of armor is for protection. It's to show to the world that we are a disciple of Jesus Christ, that we have an answer over the powers of darkness and over the powers of the world. We're told in the book of Ephesians that what our calling is, and that's to be holy and to be blameless and to be a reflective light into the world. And you can't be that reflective light unless we're pursuing holiness and we're living lives of integrity and lives of truth. This is all part. This is why I keep saying that Ephesians, the whole book, has to do with the armor of God. The armor of God must be utilized, must be on, and being utilized. There's the gospel of peace. You're moving forward. Mankind needs to understand that he must surrender to the Prince of Peace. You know, that's what salvation is. The Bible says you're at war with God if you're not a Christian, if you're not saved. I don't care what the world says about that. I just care about what Scripture says. And you have to surrender to the Prince of Peace. You must come to the cross. And this to me is what salvation is. You tra you're trading your life for the life of Christ. You're putting yourself on that cross. And by doing that, by confessing your sins, because you are a sinner, and just as I was a sinner when I came, and I'm still a sinner, but more and more I'm being transformed, transformed into the image of Christ, which is every believer's goal. But you can't, you come to the, I had to come to the cross and give my life up. And Jesus requires your total life. Recognize him, I'm a sinner. I gave him 
my sin, he gave me his righteousness. Not because I was a good person, just because, as we're going to see in Ephesians 1, because God is sovereign. My salvation was all enacted by God. All I had to do is come and respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, it, was, it is by faith. It is by faith in Jesus Christ that we have peace with God. Psalm 55.18 says, He has delivered my, as God, has delivered my soul in peace. From, from the battle that was against me. Are you tired of fighting? <laughs> Wondering that when I die, will I be accepted? Will God accept my good works? And you don't really live in peace. Well, the answer, my friend, is found in Jesus Christ. God can deliver you. Romans 10:15 says, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet, there's the armor, of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And that good thing is some of the things we're talking about here. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. One of Paul's benedictions at the end of the book of Romans. You see, the Bible teaches, like I said earlier, that man is in rebellion against God. He tries to bring peace with himself and others, but all of his efforts are futile because it's only temporary. And Jesus said, Peace I live, leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. That's John 14, 27. So sin is bound up in the heart of man, my friends. His heart is desperately wicked, and his efforts will fail until he recognizes and accepts the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. He's the only remedy for this world. Sin is bound in man's heart, and it takes a supernatural encounter with the God-man, Jesus Christ. And only he can break Satan's shackles and bind the strong men of the house and set the captive free. And God is holding out a peace offering to you, my friend, to humanity, to the world. You cannot come your own way. Other religions can't do it for you. I know they may be sincere, but they are sincerely wrong. That's the authority upon the Word of God, not my opinion. It's the authority of, of the Word of God. If you believe that you can go to heaven without Jesus Christ, 
and God calls you evil because you're saying that the sacrifice, the blood of Jesus Christ is not necessary, not important. Yes, you do. You do say that by saying that there's some other way you can get to heaven. You can go be with the Father. And if you die in that state of denial, this is what the Bible calls this, the unpardonable sin. You better check your heart, my friend. Have you really received Jesus Christ as your Savior? And I can't think of anything worse. I'm going to end with this. To be banished from the presence of God forever. Thanks for listening, my friends. See you next week.